this is an episode to EWS Post of the Week, where a relevant publication on psychology in sports is mentioned and reviewed. With the aim of promoting content that is useful for athletic development at psychological and physical level, here is today's reference with your host, Gonzalo Marques. Hey, dear listener, welcome to a new episode of EWS Podcast. This time, this Post of the Week drives us into the realm of fear of being afraid of what other people think. This idea was partly talked about on the Sports Psychology Podcast, and in that episode, Dr. Patrick Cohn, an experienced professional on the field, addresses the importance that athletes give to what other people think, and relates that to something called the fear-driven mindset. We all know this can play such a huge impact on athletes, and as often is a subconscious influence playing there. So for that, we will try to dig a little bit deeper and try to find the best solution to cope with that kind of pressure. First of all, we want to congratulate Dr. Cohn. We admire some of the work he publishes there, and often sending an important message to athletes trying to reach peak performance levels. So be sure to follow his work not only on his podcast, but also on his website at www.peaksports.com. Now, we all know that this fear of failure is something that affects everyone's life. Not talking just about sports here, I will start more broadly. And I'm sure that while you're listening to this episode, you can relate and think of a time where you struggled to achieve a task or a goal because you froze or you had some thoughts that made you avoid the necessary action. Whether in personal life, work, school or any other context, we live in a world where sometimes it can get too much for us to overcome the fear of not doing something the best way possible. Or not even going for a stretch like that, the fear can take its toll just by the expectation that our actions, in this case the sports performance, is not aligned or will not reach the level that we imagine others to expect. And considering the fact and validating that same fact, that we should push ourselves to be better every day, it's okay to have fear of not being able of performing that well in some kind of environment. Everyone feels that. And it's just a sign, possibly, that one is truly dedicated and values those other people's opinions. But here, precisely here, we should warn about two things. One, for maladaptive perfectionistic tendencies. And two, on overvaluing one's image or reputation, meaning putting more importance on looking good and feeling good or proud after performances, more importance on these over one's learning, for example, a critical aspect that we can argue it's more important. Well, but more on that later. But still on these lines, and pulling back from that normalization I was doing for feeling this fear of failure for whatever reason, well, I was saying that in some case, in some sense, in various senses, better I say, it's comprehensible and normal to feel that. But then you can ask me, if it's normal, 
Is there a time when I should consider getting some more professional help? Well, there's not a magical answer to that question. However, these two elements that I've referenced, of maladaptive perfectionism and of looking for what values are you attached to the most, are certainly part of the criteria for the answer. And from a general point of view, we have to evaluate how much fear is impairing our behavior daily. Let's say, first, if you feel just a bit afraid and that being afraid to fail is making you not to take some chance of risking something, this is one thing. And that's called being cautious. There's a place for that. But if you cannot do your job or any other activity that goes through your daily routine, then you should consider it. It? Getting some help, we say. Simply... It's something that should go through this set of questions. How much is this fear of failing affecting me? Is it affecting my mental and physical functioning? Is it going to make my life worse in all parts of it? Well, what you just heard was something probably easy to understand. But to assimilate this or put it into practice is a harder task for sure. At EWS, we aim to translate the theory and mental principles into practice the best way possible. But it all comes down to you. Take a moment to really reflect. Is this good for me? What can I do today to implement it? Again, the keyword practice. How can you translate this into practice? Practice it and go ahead. Keep enjoying the process of efficiently working sports. But what help is this we are talking about exactly, you may ask? Well, it can be one of two options, depending on the case, on the degree of impairment, on the goals of the person, her openness, and so forth. Many details, factors enter here, and take in mind that this is just our point of view these two options, and one option is engaging on one-on-one -on -one with a certified sports psychologist, mainly for performers in this context we are talking. He can help disentangle some confusion and assist with these fears by analyzing with the person thoughts, her thoughts, her behaviors, emotions, beliefs, and from there assist on combating those and formulating appropriate goals. As for the second option, it is on starting psychotherapy. This is a thing that now and then EWS likes to sensitize the listeners to. I mean, psychotherapy, in short, is not only for the most extreme cases, with severe psychopathologies, let's say. It can be also intended to provide reflective help in getting to know oneself better, on gaining self-awareness, on helping through relational problems, on stress and anxiety, and all the other human experiences you can find that are more unpleasant, that bring suffering. And from this holistic work oneself goes through in psychotherapy, one can become more productive and pleased as a byproduct. And again, 
As we point out on our website and on some episodes, it's never too much to remind, the content we share and produce for the podcast is not intended to substitute the work, the personalized and responsive work, better said this way, of a licensed psychologist. One thing is to deliver ideas, some of them implementable, that you can experiment with, and tools that can assist one sports practice. And other thing is to meet and get to know oneself as a person and getting in touch with her preferences, her dynamics, her limitations and problematics, and so many other factors that could only be adequately attended by having some sessions with her to truly help on overcoming those problems and overall promoting well-being, giving sense to her suffering and building some structure back into her life. But going along and getting back on topic, let's not derail too much here, another aspect that has to be taken into account is if the fear is internal, meaning if it's related to you, yourself only, to your past experiences or to the task itself, or if it's driven by other people's perceptions of you. Like Dr. Patrick says in this episode, before we derail too much in our ramblings again, he says, we as humans have a natural drive for other people to appreciate what we do. Social networks are a great example of how we seek appreciation, and there's nothing wrong with it per se, although it's important to have a sense of self-value, of self-worth, that does not imply what others think of oneself that does not depend inextricably of their approval of oneself as a person, or even just as a good or honorable athlete. Are their views, opinions, really that accurate? Really think about it. Will they know better than you, or better than people much closer to you, like your supportive coach? See, if self-esteem or self-efficacy is built on other people complimenting us, we create a kind of a, an external reinforcement mode, you know, that can be very dangerous and lead us to feelings of loneliness and sadness, perhaps, when others are not around. Wait, excuse me, before you continue on for the episode, I will just ask you for a review. This is a common request, I know, and I imagine it can be tedious to do so, to divert now, I am aware you as a listener just want to grow through, however, if you do so on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, it makes an important contribution for EWS growth and for us to keep providing relevant contents for you to actualize your sports practice and mental game. And also for me to be able to continue to bring in great guests. Moreover, each month we randomly select their two winners to receive exclusive material that will assist them reaching their full sporting potential. Also, it is important for me to hear your feedback, so head over there please, the links are in the description as always alongside with the timestamps. See ya! But we know, this is talking very much in theoretical terms, this fear of failure, this fear of what other people might think of you or of your performances. You are used to hear this and it's what we're talking here. It's one of those things that's easier said than done. 
And even if one understands it, it might be hard to be self-aware of that, of those factors affecting you and building up that apprehension. Or even if you're aware of that, it might be something too much ingrained and hard to detach from. That's why we recommend often one's internal work, especially from psychotherapy as a vehicle, like I've mentioned just before. Notice that EWS content might promote those useful reflections here and there, but that's certainly not enough to a big amount of cases. And a personalized approach, again, is much more advisable. But back on point, and relating that part of self-esteem and of others' evaluations, still, when we work in sports, we can see from youth to grown-ups that sometimes we can struggle to play when we have so many people looking at us. This is a sporting-related fear that tells us about our need to know that another person likes our performance. In this kind of environment, athletes are constantly subjected to popular opinion. If they win or score a goal, they are the best in their job, in the world. If they don't, they can easily be considered the worst. And that's unfortunate, not to mention unfair. This mentality is deep within our culture, and although we don't realize it, it will hardly not affect players in their self-concept and self-esteem. And just before moving on, since we've mentioned self-esteem, I remind you that we have a podcast, a Fresh Research one, on the Fresh Research series, may I say, dedicated exclusively to self-esteem and performance, on episode 19. And we know it. Social media makes it very easy to criticize someone. Imagine seeing your practice open to everyone so that the entire world can judge you. It's not easy, but our role as mental health experts is to help you cope with that. Fear of embarrassment, of losing, of not performing under someone else's expectations, your own perhaps, are all natural. And like I told you before, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, it can surely be affecting your performances and be unpleasant, you want to get rid of those, but when I say there's nothing wrong with it, I mean there's nothing wrong with you, and it's normal to people feel that. And one piece of advice that can help is to focus on the process related to the performance and not on the result of that performance. This is a recurrent topic coming back on EWS episodes on our different series, being process-oriented more than results-oriented. But again, for example, if your evaluation of your performance is related to each and every scores achieved, you have like a 50% chance of having a bad self-evaluation, right? Imagine that. That's unfair to yourself. You get it? See? If you focus on progress and on your methods, what you can control, you grow within a season and you try to get better every day. Focused on what you can control, your processes in training, your decisions in matches. With that, you have more specific, realistic and malleable ways of thinking about your performance. Hey you, athlete, student or worker of some kind. We want to know real cases, so tell us, from what you've heard, 
what have you been missing out? What is one idea that popped into your mind while listening? Feel free to share in the comments so we can assist you further. See ya! Even if you feel this is a very romantic way of analyzing one's performance, you can also look at your statistics after a match. Sometimes a match where you didn't achieve a podium was a game where you fulfilled other individual goals. If you take a second place, but you make the best results in your career, is it fair to feel bad about it? And these are just simple, concrete examples. Let's go for soccer now. Let's say, looking at your pass accuracy playing as a midfielder. Let's say it was better than usual for you at the end of the match. Even in this match against a tough opponent where your team lost and you were receiving lots of pressure by the opponents when you got the ball. Got it? Maybe it was a small win for you. And that's a progress to pinpoint, despite other factors. Despite the X's and O's, the wins and losses, so many times overvalued. I know that sometimes you are inside such a result-oriented culture, the wins and losses again, that can be desirable for sure and can motivate oneself. It's very difficult to get over and beyond that. Whether it would be on perceiving aspects like I just mentioned, or trying to instill more of a process orientation onto a demanding team and super thirsty for wins. And still on this, also just to normalize a bit, it's different and understandable in collective sports to be happy with your performance, your sole performance as a player, as a single player, when your team didn't achieve its goals. But on any other occasion, and or still on soccer, if you try to bring your A-game, you give your best, every time you step onto the pitch, you know that you made all that is possible to make a good result. So I guess it's a relief if you position yourself like that. You're doing, you're doing everything that was at your reach, see? And another thing, we should highlight just that. The performance bits that are at your reach. Not only that, but the fact that it's possible to differentiate between results and certain stats or other more subjective performance indicators. Again, just thinking about you as an element of the team. Remember, what other people think is just that, an opinion. And the thing, pretty much probably, only from their world. Their perceptions may not well be objective and real. So focus on what you can control, please, and that is the way you perform. If you think about that, the best players in the world have haters around, surrounding all over the world. To be mentally strong, you can accept that there will always be someone that doesn't like your performance. You are not perfect. No one is. And you can continue to believe in your developing capabilities and keep pursuing your goals, despite all that. Well, if you find it's constructive criticism that comes sometimes, and it makes sense to you, learn from it. If it isn't, don't worry. The frustration should not be yours, should not be on you. Now, what do you think of all this? Is this an area that you struggle with sometimes? How does it affect you? 
What do you do to surpass those kind of fears? What did you do in the past that was successful regarding this? Please share with us and... I remind you that you can write a comment right there on some podcast apps, on our Instagram at ewsport.eu or even by sending a quick voice message on the clickable link I leave right at the end of this episode description. If you prefer to stay anonymous, this is a good option. All simple and free. So take the time to do so and take a step to be closer of efficiently work your sports practice. Until then, take care. To assist you in efficiently work your sport, we intend to pertain the most correct views possible and give a shout out to what potentially promotes sports performance and mental health. We recommend checking out the whole post for an integrate view. Again, to learn more about psychology in sports, go to ewsport.eu. This episode was co-created by psychologist João Cardia. And to know more about him, about EWS team, and check out extra contents, please visit ewsport.eu. See ya!